I don't know. I decided it was a good time for me to bend over and hold Yogi's head while the injection was going in. And I bend over and I let out a fart. <laughs> How did you not hear that? I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Potter. And I'm Karen Lee Potter. My mother is a self-proclaimed sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. And my son is a self-proclaimed stand-up comic, mime, clown, and an ex-fountain in America's Got Talent. Well, still a human fountain, but no longer on America's Got Talent. This is the Monday morning after show, where we get to talk to you, our listeners, about any comments or questions you have. You can you can call or text us at yes text mom. That's our number. Yes, and if you do that, we will use the most opportune question. Is that a word, opportune? The most important or fun or crazy questions on our morning after episode, which and, is today. And so we wanted to give you a little recap because uh, this past week, I was on America's Got Talent in the live, the quarterfinals. It America's was Got pretty Talent. impressive. It was a wild experience. Um, and and we, we celebrated by having the fountain, human fountains on our podcast, which is my comedy group that spits water in a choreographed way. And if you guys have not seen it, just it's on every social media channel ever every just television google show human just fountains google human fountains and you'll disgusting. see cam yeah it is seriously very difficult to watch but at the same time ingenious ingenious thank you mother uh so but i wanted to give you an update which is that we were booted <laughs> we, we we have not moved on to the fine the semifinals. uh the pretty much the judges were all on our side simon said uh, it was the stupidest act he's ever seen on America's Got Talent and the grossest act he's ever seen on America's Got Talent, which to me is uh, high honor. That is. Think about it. How many years has he been doing it? And and, and He's never seen anything that stupid. Or gross. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's great. I, I like what they said. It's something to remember. I do. You know, I take classes at a place called the Idiot Workshop. I literally strive for stupidity. So and so he really... Without realizing it, gave me the biggest compliment I could have ever received. You received the highest honor to be the grossest clown ever. Yes, that's correct. So that, that that's the update. How uh, do you feel now that you're off? I think it was a wonderful run. I, I'm exhausted from that run. This is literally the day after we found out. And I, I swear to God, I almost passed out on national TV waiting to hear the results because I was just so exhausted and dehydrated. Ironically, and as a fountain, I was dehydrated. A, a fountain? How could you possibly be dehydrated? Water must have seeped into some <laughs> some area. Well, I hadn't been spinning that day, so maybe that's why I was so dehydrated. But you also, I'm sure, it was a very, you know, it's a very anxiety-producing very, event. Very anxiety-provoking. And also, a little tidbit is that we had to put down our one of our dogs last night. Yeah. Our it, family dog it, that's it, been it, with us for 13 and a half years. Oh, it was... One of the, well, I think it might have been the second hardest thing I've ever done. Obviously, the first being attending the funeral of your father, but this this was just brutal. Was a, it was like the end of an era kind of thing because he was a like around when your dad was alive. Yeah, and he was the sweetest, sweetest dog. I know everyone says that. Oh, you know. No, and he was the sweetest. He, he was there was no sweetheart. sweeter dog than him. Yeah. Was, you know, anything part golden retriever is going to be sweet. They just yeah. They, and he just used to, like, stick his head into my crotch. Of course, somehow you figure out how to make your dog's death sexual. <laughs> it wasn't sexual. I'm, it was more like he just always wanted to be petted. 
Yeah, he was such a sweetheart. Uh, he was a golden doodle. A golden doodle uh, named Yogi. So may he rest in peace. And I have to say one other thing about this. Yes. It, I learned a lot about, because we had to choose the time of death. I mean, it wasn't like he was just like, okay, dropped dead. Like another dog of mine just, you know, passed out and died from a heart attack. Well, <laughs> well you say passed out. Well, I mean, he wasn't drunk, but he, I mean, he literally like had a heart attack and died. And it, I guess, is what every person that owns a dog hopes can happen. Because By the way, I, that dog was female. Reminder. Did I say he? Yeah. Oh, shit. Tootsie. Tootsie was a... Uh, and, uh, and whatever. A mastiff. Uh, no, a Neapolitan mastiff. What, what the, the, ge- the gender of All the right. dog Well, was. so I've had various dogs, six of them actually. And Tootsie was a Neapolitan mastiff and she lived to be 10, but she had a heart attack and died. So, you know, I never had to put a dog to sleep per se or make that decision to put the dog to sleep until now. Well, I one of them, but I didn't go there. So this was an interesting experience. We had Dee's and you and your brother and... The whole family. The whole fam. And we had to go to the doctor. We, we said the vet. time. And then I love that you're... Because there's all... You know, you never know if it's the right time. So my, my mom literally walks in. And she goes, you think this is... She asked the nurse, do you think this is like the right time for him to go? <laughs> and it, as the dog is getting up and... The dog literally shits on the floor All as she's asking that. Well, that kind of like solidified my, or didn't solidify. It's <laughs> that kind of like, because it was a soupy mess. But even though it happened like three or four times throughout the day, I still was in denial that this was the right time. Right. So I watched it, well, a YouTube the- video. Yeah. As all people do to right. get information on this. And I, I watched, a. there was a great video um done by, I, I didn't even know they had these uh, hospice veterinarians. Yeah. Anyway, I, th- I thought you, I was going to mention, you should probably comment on that YouTube video telling her this I'm going to tell helpful. her it's, it helped so much in this decision-making process because she explained how you, what you want to focus on is the quality of life and euthanasia in itself means good death. I thought that was really helpful. I think we should euthanize humans. Let's, don't start thinking about euthanizing your mother. It, well, when, when the time you comes, you might need to be, uh, good, have a good death. Yeah, if I find out like I'm going to be experiencing intense pain or suffering, I I would hope that somebody would say, "Hey, let's put a pillow over her head and call right. it a day." Yeah, yeah. But people don't do that, and but for dogs, as we isn't it fascinating? For some reason, yeah. with dogs, we're like, you know what? We have a little distance. We can objectively see that it's better if the dog just, you know, his life has ended now, as opposed to when he's in like this much pain as opposed to down in a, a month or two when he's in excruciating pain. Well, and she said that no one ever regrets their decision to do it. Um, you may have a little bit of guilt because everybody has guilt. Uh, I, I felt guilty when, you know, my first dog had to be put down. And I remember saying, I called up your dad and go, bring, come back, bring him back. Aww. He was on the way to the vet. I'm like, bring him home now. I made a mistake. And, and, you know, we still went through with it, but you know, it, it's just, it's a very difficult decision to make as, as to when it's, that's what this video is about. Like, you know, when is it, when, when's the exact time and is a couple of days one way or the other going to change things? I mean, yeah, we'll put the link to that video in the, in the description of this episode in case you are in the same situation with your dog or cat or parrot. Or ferret, or... Do you put parrots to sleep? No, I usually bird just somehow croak. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. but I would like to hear, I know a, a lot of you listeners uh, have had this circumstance happen to you. I, probably 99% of you have gone through something like this if you owned a pet. And we, I'd love to hear what everyone has to say as to how they make that determination as to when to do this. You can 
call or leave us a text at yes text mom. And can we tell you one little funny instance that happened during? Oh yeah. Mortifying exist. I'm. I can't even believe this happened to me. What What are you talking about? Okay, so we're in the room. There's the four of us and the doctor and Yogi and. <laughs> I don't know. I decided it was a good time for me to bend over and hold Yogi's head while the injection was going in. And I bend over and I let out a fart. <laughs> How did you not hear that? I was more, I, I couldn't focus on the. Uh, I did not hear that at all. Because of my ADD, I couldn't like focus on anything else besides did everybody hear that fart? Nobody oh commented. Nobody started laughing. Your dog is literally dying in your arms and you can only think about your flatus from your anus. Yes. That is hilarious. That is very, I had no idea mortifying that's very funny and the doctor didn't even comment this is like what was the doctor gonna say whoa did you just fart <laughs> i could have blamed it on yogi maybe maybe, maybe that's what everybody thought it was yogi yeah yeah you know i was fascinated in this experience to learn about how everyone's such a different way of grieving and dealing with death it's unbelievable even just within our own family everyone has a, a different way of dealing with it like it's in, to me, the analogy, I kind of came came up with an analogy in my mind just observing, which is that it, I kind of picture like a window or a door and I want, you're on one side and this like wave of grief and sadness is on the other side. And you can you kind of choose how much you want to open that door or that window it's, at any given time. What a phenomenally symbolic, great way of putting it yeah some people like to open the window and door yeah. immediately and get all that sadness in all at once and just let it all roll through other people want to you know they don't want to experience they want to experience it in dribs and drabs like a band-aid whether you want to pull it off or just exactly let it's another good gently. analogy yeah and and so i i'm not sure how conscious it is it might be more on the unconscious level how much we'll want our attention to go towards that sadness uh, but it is, it, it's pretty fascinating to see, you know. How people experience grief. And in, in, in discomfort. Uh, yeah, like yesterday. I mean, your brother just, just immediately wanted to get the hell out of there and go party. You know, and that's the way <laughs> well, I wish to it. No, no, a, he didn't want to go party. He just wanted, he was like, well, what am I going to sit here and be sad? I'd right. rather be with my friends. Right. And, and he, had to go, he had to go to a party. Um, but the point is that that's how he felt was the best way to get through it. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, we couldn't even. I think he would have stayed in there with the dog after he was dead for like two hours. Well, I was. You bolt. Everyone bolted out of the room once the dog. Once the doctor said the dog's heart was not no longer pumping, and I stayed in there to do a little seance or a little like. What uh, were you gonna do? I was just a little helping the soul ascend. How? I was doing some weird, you know, um, energy vibration thing. Yeah, I was. I was lifting my arms, hoping that soul goes up and supposed to down. Is there any? possible way that if I'm there's just anything kidding. i don't on actually earth, i don't believe that there is a hell i just okay I, but I, if, if there was any animal in existence you know, that deserved to go to heaven is that dog a, yeah he's a, he was an angelic little boy I, I i would say though that i i was amazed by my own spirituality coming out there because i i was not expecting that i didn't even realize i i believed that strongly for some reason i have this ingrained belief that this soul is kind of hovering around or like the spirit is kind of hovering around the the, the 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 I guess the carcass. Don't haven't I always said that? Or Within human. the first twenty four to forty eight yeah, hours, I, I that think I, of it more of like a few minutes situation. 
You think They're it just only kind of hanging out around the why you know, do you just think lifted that? above? I think maybe the astral projection, all oh. that shit, where you kind of can float out of your body for a little bit. It, like near death experiences, people explain how they they see themselves from above their body, and then they can come back in. That's my first experience so, uh, in all my life of seeing an actual soul leave the or, or feel like the soul left the body because I've never seen actually someone or something actually expire. Well, I did not see. I I, I did. Like, I was holding his head and feeling the breath coming in and out of his nostrils, and then it, and then it stopped, and I announced he's dead. Well, I don't no, know if you heard that. The, I didn't, and then the doctor said, "You know, he's yeah. dead." Yeah, but the, but it's it's unbelievable how that actually you can. You can see it visibly what's happening. Yeah, I kind of was comparing to when we saw Dad's body. Uh, like, it must have been several days later. Yeah, it was. He looked like that. There was nothing in there. There was no. Was it a was a weird thing. Right it was there. almost like it looked like it was made out of wax. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was. It was. Maybe he's around somewhere. Get out of here with that. And that wasn't really his body. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It is literally a recurring nightmare I have. But, you know, like our religion usually has a closed casket. And a lot of religions have this open casket. I have a hard time looking at these dead bodies because they're just the bodies. And I think of the souls that are already gone or around us. I agree with that. Except when I was looking at the dog, that dog looked like he had just been alive 10 seconds prior. I tried closing his eyes even though I just found out. I know. Out. I, I saw you. You're trying to close the dog's eyes. Yeah, I know. The, the, it, the, meanwhile, the doctor had just said the, do- the eyes are going to remain open. And I you're wanted just, to like, close. pushing those shit, that shit down. He, it was time for him to lay those clo- <laughs> those eyelids down. I was pushing those things down. <laughs> My experience was very weird. I come in there farting and p- putting the eyelids down, holding his head up, feeling his breath coming in and out. And then all of a sudden, uh, everybody's bolting out of there. <laughs> You were leading the bolt. I'm sorry. You know what? Once it's how about D's who insisted that he have like uh, a hamburger? A <laughs> no, cake ba- pop? not a hamburger. A bacon cheeseburger. Maybe this is what he, he would. He, he started just feeding the dog like tons of food because I think he's thinking to himself, "Well, if I was going to die, <laughs> I want to eat that bacon cheeseburger that that Karen Lee would never let me eat. I want to eat that cake pop that Karen le- would never let me eat." And That's so exactly he decided right. to give it to Yogi, who then had diarrhea all over the room. That's exactly right. Shit immediately. Okay, this is a lot of uh, extra. Se- this is really not sexual related at all. It's not is- sexual, though. You know, to be sexual is to be in relationship with someone, and to be in relationship with someone suggests that at some point, one or one of you. You Might. will, you you guys will be separated at a certain point. That's right. inherent to all relationships. And you know, I've also come to the conclusion, step, taking it one step more, is that you need to be able to enjoy being alone. People need to realize that because they were born alone, and you're going to die alone. And so, throughout this life, there's many times that you don't have a partner, and you should really be able to be comfortable in your own soul. Uh, I love that, and I think our other dog, Gus Gus, is is uh, trying to deal with that right now. Yeah. I don't know even if he's aware, though, that uh, his brother's not coming back. I, I kind of think he doesn't have a sense of time, and so he thinks at any moment, you know, you will come, come prancing in the room. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I I'll, I want to clarify to the audience, This is these dogs live in my mom's uh, house, not not with me, uh, but they grew up with, I grew up in their home when we were younger. And so they're like little brothers to me. They are your brothers. Yeah. But I also wanted, I wanted to make sure that. But yeah. you've done a lot of, you know, when I'm out of town, you come over and you walk them and you, 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 you know, spend a lot of time. We drove across country three times. I've driven across country with both dogs. I mean, you spend a lot of time with those dogs. They're sweethearts. Well, one of them's still alive. So let's not uh, go crazy. All right. Uh, this has been a very uh, 
do- sad episode, so I thought we would end with something a little funny. I'd like to hear it. I think it might be uh, a little message we received on our hotline. Yes, text mom. Oh, from our whackpacker. Whackpacker, Mr. here we go. Mr. Bean? Uh, yeah, hey, it's Mr. Bean here. Um, after my Pop, Rock ep- Pop Rocks episode, <laughs> I've moved on to bigger and better things. I've actually been taking fireballs, and I've been putting them in my rectal cavity and wearing um, Big Bird pampers and everything. And um, it's kind of weird because I'm running out into the barnyard, and the sheep are running after me. And I'm very concerned. Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Um, yeah, this is Mr. Bean from the Whack Pack. Thank you. Oh, my God. Is that him laughing at himself? I think he might have been laughing at himself at the end there. What the? What did he stick up his rectum? Fireballs. Fireballs. This is another type of candy. This guy is hilarious. Oh, my God. So he wants to know, is this a bad thing? Oh. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to be in, to oh. be putting fireballs up your, up if your rectal const- cavity and wearing big bird pampers? I think if he's constipated, this could be a good thing. What do you think? I think it's a great thing. He would love to have some explosion <laughs> come out. What is he talking of- about with the sheep running after him? I, does he grow up in a farm? What is that? I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but as always, Mr. Bean has made us, made us uh, laugh on a... Well, in this a regular case, basis. In a, this a case, it was time. it was a much needed uh, levity, and I will be thinking about that uh, throughout the day. Wonderful. All right. And as a, as a usual, in case you guys don't realize it, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom for $5 a month. That's not uh, more than a cup of Starbucks coffee. Just go ahead and donate and become one of our favorite peeps in the world and help us at patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. Also, we love when you leave us ratings and reviews on the iTunes store. Uh, this was a, w- a wonderful review. We actually got through text, but this would be appropriate for our, our iTunes store. Uh, this says, "Hey, I'm Jill. I googled sex ed with my so- with son, and I have a- as I have a ten year old son and a four year old daughter. I want to be sex positive, but not overshare. And he has just started maturation classes. You guys are so funny, and I believe in everything you're into. Sans horoscopes, but so much fun <laughs> info and awesome interviews." Well, thank you very much, Jill. It was a very sweet, sweet message. I'm glad that you're enjoying the show. And um, for everyone else, if you would like to make us feel as good as Jill did, please leave us a rating and review on the iTunes store. It's very easy. Just go to the review tab. And by the way, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the dead yogis. Oh, Jesus Christ, Mom. It It got very sad, but at least you rhymed. Yeah, thank God for that. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.